You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to jump in on the show with us this morning. Twitter or X is at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email Barry at Yahoo.com. If you'd like to talk to us about sponsors, we got some sponsors, uh, ships opening up, uh, so... We'd love to visit with you about that. She can use an email. We'll be happy to come out and see you or get you on the phone. Uh, we got Justin Jones behind the glass this morning, so he will get you in and out of the show uh, for us this morning. We also want you to download the app. There's a button where you can chat with us on the app, and uh, those messages will come right to us. We get several of those, seems like, each and every day. Now, the weather's cold outside, and it, it has to last. It has to be tough with the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood. For projects that stands up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head down to your local dealer. How do you find your local dealer? Go to yellowwood.com. And that will show you the dealer that's closest to you. You're going to build that five-star backyard. There's only one choice is Yellowwood. Always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay, Barry. want to uh, thank Jimmy Rain for what he does for us. Uh, sure. Jimmy and I have been friends for a long time. He's helped me through some personal problems as well, and uh, we've been Awfully close, and I appreciate that Barry mentioning him. He certainly deserves so. Yellowwood is ter- terrific product. If, you, if certainly if you're building something, um, I'll go through it very quickly. John Rom uh, is going, who went to the LIV is suspended. He will not uh, he will not be able to play like he thought he would in several of the events. Of course, he will play in the Masters, but he won't play in those other events because he's suspended. Tony Finau decided to stay with a. Um, uh, PGA. Tony uh, is being sued by a couple of people who helped him uh, in his recruiting, uh, in, in his uh, not recruiting, but in his his work on the PGA tour, and uh, they've sued him. So I don't know what happens there. Uh, the the um, score has already been mentioned to you, but uh, the Dolphins uh, Tua did uh, was twenty three for thirty three, I think, in uh, two hundred forty six yards or something. Uh, North Carolina quarterback uh, will not play. My agent will not play. May will not play uh, in the bowl. Neither will Caleb, Caleb Williams. And uh, Boise State has a kid named Tylen Green, who is going to a quarterback who is going to transfer to Arkansas, which is certainly a big help for them. I'm sure with the new offensive coordinator that they have. Uh, Otheny, I'm not pronouncing that quite right, is uh, deferred 68 of the 70 million. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. His lower, uh, one, of the, one of the things that he's done is, is to lower the, the payroll a little bit and also uh, the tax burden that uh, the Dodgers would have if they continue that. 
Tennessee uh, uh, is going to play Georgia Southern tonight at 6 o'clock on the SEC Network, if you understand. Paul Webb, uh, who I knew and was the head, head coach at Old Dominion, uh, most of you don't may not remember Paul, uh, passed away. A uh, good guy, a good person, did a good job coaching his team. Uh, around local news, Ron Williams, uh, the really good uh, wideout, I guess he is, is reclassified for 2024 at Sarah Land High School, but they won the, won the state championship. I think that makes three or five stars that um, – you know, They actually – didn't Clay Chalk will win? I thought Clay Chalk, Clay Chalk will beat Sarah Land. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Uh, Jalen uh, McAboo and uh, Julian uh, Saban, uh, who is a Californian coach, saw both these guys were five, five stars. So if you want to call in about that, you can, certainly can. And uh, for me, for me personally, last but not like uh, last but certainly not least, is the it's on the internet today. In 1966, when I went in to sign Mike Nordholz, Mike Nordholz was a terrific guard that I was able to slip out of out of Georgia. He averaged he scored he averaged almost 20 points a game, 19.9 average. He watches listen to our show, I think every day. Um, Scored 50 points against Southern Mississippi. Uh, I was on my way over, and there's a picture of, of the president and his wife as they arrived at Dallas. I was on my way over to, to I don't remember, sign, I think sign him, or I'm not sure. I think that's right. And uh, I found out on the radio on the way over that uh, the tragedy had happened. He had been assassinated. And so I called, uh, I called over at Osborne High School to find out if the game was going to be played that night. And they did play the game. In fact, they played um, this team five times and won the state championship. And um, the only thing I had to promise his dad was that uh, we would always have his a- ankles taped. <laughs> that was that was, a, that was the thing that I had to get done. And when he, when he did turn them one time, I wasn't there. Somebody else was coaching him. But uh, Mike Nordholz was uh, certainly a... Uh, a great, great player for us, and I'm proud that uh, we were able to to uh, to get him. And I certainly wanted to mention not not so much the fifty points, but yes, that. But uh, only player to ever do that. You know, I was the fifteenth, or sixteenth head coach at, at the university. That's a lot of players, and um, he's got a person sitting next to him. I can't think of it. I, I've gone blank on it. So Michael called me. I hope he can tell me if he's listening to the show today. Anyway, that's about it. I uh, don't know anything else a whole lot. Barry may have some things he wants to talk about. If he does, that's fine. Barry plays tonight, and um, they're, they're they're playing well and doing good. And I think they play uh, play tonight, and then that'll be I get to see them play in Florence, and also get to see them play when they play Hoover here in Birmingham in twenty eighth, twenty ninth. That's it. Yep, uh, Chelsea tonight, and actually it's um. Our last home game, so we want to get out and uh, want to watch until January the fourth. So we got, uh, let's see, four, three, six, seven other games, but they'll either be on somebody's home floor at a tournament. Now let's talk about this Othani contract. So he's going to defer. He signed for seventy million. He's going to defer sixty-eight of his seventy million per year. So he's only going to make two. I say only two million a year until the contract is paid out, and with no interest. Uh, Justin, that from 2034 to 2043, 
They're going to owe him $68 million a year. Excuse me? Um, now, I guess he's doing this for uh, so they can get other players, so it's only going to count $2 million. I, there's some loophole in this deal here. Uh, so if you're going to sell the Dodgers, you're going to say, yeah, yeah, by the way, uh, you got this price, you got this little guy over there in the nursing home, you got to pay him for $68 million for the next nine years or whatever it is. Interesting enough, too, I think uh, famously – Bobby Bonilla Bonilla mm-hmm. is yeah, you know Bonilla. deferred his contract and he his last payment that uh, Bobby Bonilla said is will be I think thirty three so as one era ends of deferred contracts another begins with Shohei yeah Thomas, Max so. Scherzer he signed a seven year that worth two hundred ten million with the Nationals in twenty fifteen that's thirty million per year on average however Scherzer agreed to defer half of his salary each year which lowered the present day. Value to one hundred eighty-five million. So was anyway. this was this boy this young man signed on ability? Well, yeah. I mean, he's a freak. Uh, he's a guy that can go out and pitch a no pitch a complete game and and hit, and he doesn't for, wear. Out. For comparison, coach, um, his his player comparison is Babe Ruth. That's, oh, that's great who they day in the morning. You, you, like, you realize that Mister Joe. Who I, I, I was involved with someone I had the freshman baseball team a little bit. Uh, he was with Babe Ruth, and you don't remember this either. But uh, Leo DeRocher was played there, and uh, um, people when they call when they call their place at, at Alabama, Mister Joe or the Joe Arena, it, it's a big deal because he was with those with those guys. All right, tomorrow night uh, at uh, six o'clock. On ESPN and the SEC Network, they're going to do yeah. the SEC football schedule reveal. Right. Now, they did put out yesterday, they just kind of leaking some games out. I think uh, ESPN leaked some stuff out last week, and I think Sankey got mad. But uh, So last night they put out, I don't know if we knew this or not exactly, but that Alabama will travel to Norman, Oklahoma on the 23rd of November. Uh, we've heard Barry Switzer say he has a home there right behind his home. There's an Airbnb, so if you want to get that for the 20, uh, for that week. I get week. Barry home. Yeah. Um, but here's my thing about this, Dad. They play the 23rd in Norman, Oklahoma, and on the 30th, they play the Auburn Tigers. And that's a quick big difference between what they've been playing before uh, they tee it up with Auburn. Sure uh, just your thoughts about going to Oklahoma. Now, the Auburn game is at home, but, uh, man, do you want to play a game that that's, that's that important, well, that physical, before you take on the Auburn Tigers? I can't speak for Alabama at this day and time, but I can speak for Coach Bryant. And uh, he would have done a, a lot of work to try to get that moved. He would not have, and I don't, I don't know who Auburn's playing because it hasn't been announced yet. But I'm sure they're playing somebody that's good too. So it balances itself out, I guess. But you know, the one thing that they tried to do, and coach coach tried to do, coach Bryant tried to do, was to be darn sure that his team uh, played somebody that could be without having to play everybody. Try to get some of the injured people well. Back then, you you didn't get them as well as quick as you do this day and time. So things were different there with the, with the injuries, injury time lapse, uh, the way different than they are today. So he was very very careful with that. Of course, Shug Jordan, 
who was the, the coach at Auburn, uh, did the same thing, and it, it became that way until uh, – and they played in Birmingham, and Birmingham is no doubt an Alabama school, uh, Alabama town, pardon me. And uh, on the elevator, coming down the elevator, after Pat Dye was um, named the head football coach at a meeting, he told Coach, he said, when the contract runs out next year, uh, we're going to play you home and home. And that's how that started. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's a uh, big difference between playing Chattanooga uh, before you play Auburn when you got to go to Norman, Oklahoma. Because you, can you imagine the scene in Norman, Oklahoma, when the Alabama, if, if Oklahoma's having a, a pretty good year, uh, and Alabama uh, opens up, um, I had the schedule here, and then it just went away. Uh, I'll get it back for you here. But they, they their second game of the year is at Wisconsin. They open up with uh, – no, I'm wrong. They open up Western Kentucky on the 31st of August, and they got South Florida here, and then they go to Wisconsin, and then they got a week off, and then they play Georgia at home. So, uh, And then also go to Oklahoma. So these schedules are going to really beef up here with uh, the addition of Oklahoma in Texas. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, get all your cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, in North Porter, 4851 Rice Mound Road, well, I like you drop it off today, and it's back uh, late to the next day in the afternoon. You can go pick it right back up. So give them a call today for all your cleaning needs. 205-391-0034. You're listening to Tide 100.9 and see home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, a couple of wrecks just coming in. We got one on 359 southbound before 2059. You can expect delays headed that way. Minor crash 69 southbound before Bear Creek Road in Tuscaloosa. Also minor delays. The year-end closeout is on now at Towns and Nissan with instant savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Tuesday morning. 20-year-old Mississippi woman, Noelle Lynn Savage, was arrested last week after police received a tip that in late November, around two dozen videos depicting child pornography had been downloaded to a device with a 205 area code. Savage is listed as a resident of Starkville, Mississippi. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hey, Bama Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another day of blue sky and sunshine. The high for this afternoon around 56. Clear tonight below 32. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days. Highs between 58 and 61. And Friday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 28 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Stay up to date with the Crimson Tide. Local high school sports and Bama in the pros right here. On Tide 100.9. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, 
You don't want it. Dylan Riola, Justin and I were talking about uh, during the break. Uh, I didn't realize this kid was from Beaufort, Georgia. He's ranked number two quarterback in the country, I guess, behind the kid from California coming uh, to Alabama. Matt Rule, dad, about, I don't know, a week or so, said, you know, the cost of a quarterback cost a million and a million and a half. Well, this guy's been committed to Georgia forever. Well, his dad played at Nebraska, and supposedly he did a little flippy flip yesterday and flipped to Nebraska. Uh, so I guess we know how much money. Boy, that recruiting is brutal with this NIL. Uh, if, that, if Matt rules out talking about a million and a million and a half and this guy's been committed to Georgia forever, you go in the state of Georgia and this guy flips. Uh, man, crazy. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Good morning, Coach. Morning, Barry. How are y'all this morning? We're good, man. How are you? I'm good. You know, the money that's being flashed around uh, in baseball and college and everything else is unbelievable, isn't it? It's uh, it's mind-boggling. The player with the Dodgers, uh, is his name Oshoto? Is that his name? Othani. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, yesterday I overheard Coach when he said, you know, when you sign somebody with that kind of money, what are you expecting to how to generate uh, the kind of money that would pay those kind of salaries and so forth? And you know, some and I was thinking about that, and I had read uh, several years ago the Dodgers came up for sale and what the franchise was worth and what that group of people that own it now paid for it. I think Magic Johnson's one of the. Uh, owners of the Dodgers and, uh, and and several others, but anyway, uh, the the value of the franchise I read was that it's so popular in Mexico and Central and South America for TV rights. And uh, <clears throat> I thought I think I read where you know that that that's a major major draw for that uh, franchise. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, this guy's world. I mean, the world watches him. Uh, so yeah. No, so it's they don't pay it unless they're making it, right, Tom? Those guys. That's, are- <laughs> that's, that's what I'm kind of getting at, and yeah. and I was trying to recall something that I read, but the popularity of the the Dodgers, you know, on that side, uh, Central and South America, and all like that, uh, kind of off the charts is what I read, and and they make a lot of money. Off of the TV rights on that. Yeah, or they would. They wouldn't be paying it. Everybody said, "Why are they paying all this money?" These NBA guys, because these guys are making a fortune. Uh, I guess Mark Cuban, what he bought the uh, Mavericks for what seven hundred million, just sold it for what three billion. Uh, yeah. So. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's unbelievable uh, about the, the appetite for for sports in this country, and and I was thinking too, the Dodgers. You know, uh, they're in contention every year, and uh, and the merchandising. Just think about the merchandise that, uh, that the Dodgers sell off that franchise and, uh, and the cash money uh, that comes in uh, through concessions and all that kind of stuff. It's got to be unbelievable. Mind-serving. And, you know, uh, Doug was talking about uh, yesterday about the TV deal for uh, Liv and it being on CW TV. But guess what? 
CWTV has jumped out there, and now they bought rights to NASCAR. Hmm. They're going to be doing NASCAR on the CW and live. And and I got a sneaky suspicion that uh, if the live group, if they don't get the kind of TV deal they want, guess what? They, they'll take over uh, the CW. Yeah. No doubt. That. Yeah, I don't know much. I don't. I didn't. Couldn't figure out what that. Why it was that much money? But maybe they'll get it back. It's gonna be a long way to get. I think back. a lot of those guys, you know, with us out there, they're gonna take this LIV money, and they think it's gonna work out. They don't want. They don't want to take it. Not take it. Then it works out where you can play back and forth, and they look crazy. So I think a lot of them were mad about that whole situation. But it looks like. Well, you know, I don't know what's going well, on. They stopped. They stopped it yesterday when John Rom got stopped uh, for everything. Of course, he played in the Masters. But they stopped the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. And but did you say this morning in your opening coach that he's going to play the Masters, but he's not going to play any of the majors? Yeah, my understanding is that they have eliminated him from any of the other thing except the, the Masters. I believe that's right. I could be wrong on that, but I know that he's going to play the Masters because he's a well, all, I, all past I, I, champions are allowed to play in it regardless. Right, and I, I know I read where uh, that uh, PGA suspended him yesterday. I did yeah. read that, so, yeah. and I didn't know what all the well, the suspension. Uh, I think is they inferred that the suspension caused him not to be able to play in anything else except except Augusta. I, I could be wrong, but I think I'm correct. I I think uh, John Rahm is he's going to be eligible to play in all of the majors for the next handful of years. Yeah. It's just whether or not he wants five to. years. If he wanted to, he could. Yeah. I don't think he can now that the, the suspension's taking place. I think he was yesterday when, when, when before Doug Bell got on our show. But my understanding is that this this eliminated that. I could be wrong. Yeah. The the suspension would just be like like he wouldn't be able to play in the players or the the PGA. Yeah, now he cannot. Just like this past year, coach, we saw Dustin Johnson and all of these other live guys playing majors. So he'll most likely be there. Okay. Yeah. Well, the players see that's a PGA event. And they can say who they want in there and who's not. But the, uh, the U.S. Open is uh, USGA. Uh, the PGA has nothing to do with the U.S. Open. And uh, in the Masters, do I need to tell that they they are standalone all they want? They don't care what you or anybody else says. They run their show like they want to run it. <laughs> and PGA and USGA and the rest of them don't tell them nothing. And TV don't tell them nothing. Yeah. They tell TV what to do. They go, you know what? We're going to have this many commercials. It's going to be IBM. It's going to be Cadillac. The rest of you get out of the way, and they we'll play those commercials when we say they're going to play. Yeah. And, and so there you go. You see what I'm saying, Coach, about yep. who runs what? Yeah, I knew uh, Barry, Barry and I knew Joe Ford real well, who's the, the uh, sort of the ball headed guy. That, uh, he took, he's the one that took Bobby Knight and I over to. Augusta to play from Little Rock, and uh, he's you know he's involved with that a lot. So um, I know a little bit about it, not a whole lot, but a little bit. Right. No, yeah, I, I go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, let somebody else talk. I, I was getting long winded there. I, I apologize. No, you're good. All right, we're gonna to get to break here. Philip and Tom, call back. We're gonna to get to Kevin. Uh, we have no uh, guests in the second hour, so we can take all you. I don't want to cut you guys short, uh, but we don't have time. 
uh, to give you what you need there. All right, uh, two-minute truck. We're at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state, or you just need the guys to come over and help you get ready for the holidays. Whatever you need for all your moving needs, they're ready, willing to take great care of you. 205-247-5050. That's two-minute truck movers. Who care? Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a couple of wrecks just coming in. We got one on 359 southbound before 2059. You can expect delays headed that way. Minor crash 69 southbound before Bear Creek Road in Tuscaloosa. Also minor delays. The year-end closeout is on now at Townsend Nissan with instant savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. It's time to ring in the new year right. the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at 1 on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner too. Hey, I'm state champion and two-time NIT champion. Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside Locker and Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. Go build that fence, the deck, the pergola you want it to last. Use Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then. You don't want to. I right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. He is with uh, right with the Birmingham Lead. Uh, he was doing the uh, high school uh, state championship games here in Tuscaloosa, also with the Coach Safely program. Kevin does a lot. Uh, get get uh, to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Kevin Skarbinski. And good morning, Kevin. How are you? Morning. Good. Good morning, guys. My, my voice needs a vacation after <laughs> after last week. What an incredible event, though, that was at Brian Denny Stadium, the Super Seven. That was that is so much fun to watch to watch those young men and women with the flag games uh, just do incredible things, and then to see the fan support, the towns uh, from big to small come out it was uh, it was a special week for sure i had people texted me pictures of you with your gloves on they want to know what kind of <laughs> gloves that you have did you get any attention for those gloves Kevin? oh my goodness <laughs> it, i've gotten so much so many comments on my gloves let me let me give you just a quick uh explanation of my gloves those are those gloves are probably 25 or 30 years old they are offensive lineman gloves so they're heavily padded but the fingertips are cut out and what did i do for i don't know three decades or so i was a sports writer correct i still am obviously but but i was in daily journalism and i covered football games and some of those football games it got very very cold and the press boxes would be open but i had to be able to type so how could I keep my hands warm as much as possible, but still be able to use my fingers and hit the keys on the keyboard? Those were the gloves. They were perfect for that. And so I have those gloves, and I've worn them very infrequently over the years, but they're perfect on the set for the Super 7 because, like, Wednesday night during the, the 7A game, it was very cold, and it was windy, and it was just biting. And I have, I have a lot of notes people will notice in front of me 
that I that I do in preparation for the event. So I have to be able to flip my pages. I can't flip pages if I can't feel my fingertips through gloves. Ergo, I wear the gloves. So right. they're not MM. They're not MM, <laughs> MMA fighter gloves. They're not workout gloves. They are offensive lineman gloves. I never played offensive line. Although now I might, I'm I'm getting big enough to qualify if I don't uh, start working out more. All right, uh, you know, Kevin. When I and I know Dad was as well. We were in college and recruiting. You were always anxious, and you were anxious when it was getting close to signing date that something could change. <laughs> you know, did you want to be the last visit? Uh, you know, Dylan Riola, the kid from Buford, Georgia. You heard Matt Rule say a week or so ago that get a good quarterback, it's a million, million and a half. Well, this guy flips. Uh, and now he's supposedly going to go to Nebraska. Now they make him flip him back. So you start to hearing all these, uh, you know, maybe Auburn's trying to flip Alabama guys. And it's got to worry you because, I mean, if you go in there and you, this, this NIL money, this money that we're hearing about, do you think these numbers are accurate, uh, Kevin? And how are they doing this if that is the case? Because that's supposed to be against the NCAA rules. Yeah, I I think a lot of those numbers are inflated. It's not as if we have a central clearinghouse that you have to submit NIL deals to, uh, and those are you know, and that's in the transfer portal. You know, that's then there's the yeah the high school signees as you said, by the letter of the law, you're not supposed to use NIL money as a recruiting inducement. We all know that that rule has <laughs> is trampled on almost daily at this time of year. So I wish they just cut out the hypocrisy and, and admit that this is happening and, and allow it to happen because it's the reality of where college football is and, and it's only going stronger in that direction. So why, why do we pretend that this is not supposed to happen in recruiting when we know everyone's doing it? So it is an interesting time because you, you know, the, the rumors that fly right now are just crazy. You can imagine last week being at the high school football championships all week long, how much people were talking about that. And, of course, the number one subject was Ryan Williams, the incredible player, incredible skill player from Sarah Land. Guys, I don't know that I've seen a, a many better, if any better, high school football players, he scored four touchdowns. He scored all, all, scored all four touchdowns that Sarah Land scored in the 6A championship game Friday night. It came up a little short uh, against an incredible Clay Chalkville team, and both teams were just loaded with college prospects. Uh, Ryan, of course, announced yesterday that he's, he's reclassifying, so he will be playing college football next season. Uh, he's been committed to Alabama for a long time, uh, but so many people there were saying Auburn is going to throw the kitchen sink at him. Now, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> that's that's where imagination runs, jumps in. That's where I think numbers may get inflated. But uh, and obviously, that's a big one to watch, and it, we're gonna have to watch it for a while because Ryan said yesterday he's gonna sign on his birthday, which is February 9th, which is the the old uh, normal signing period. So they're gonna there's gonna be a lot of uh, information and probably a lot more misinformation about his situation and a lot of others between now and then. Yeah. That. Well, I, I don't know how how this works. I do know behind the scenes that you have a lot of disgruntled, disgruntled coaches with each other. Um, to think of the, that that happened a lot, it just in doing nothing. 
when I was at Alabama, it was, there were you know a lot of oof, uh, bad blood that didn't it didn't spill out in front of the media because the media wasn't you know quite like it is today. Uh, so it, it is a pretty big controversy among co- head coaches and assistant coaches and calls that are made to infer that they did this and did that. Although it's not it's not it's not illegal, it is a little bit touchy with these guys. Yeah, you're right. And and I think you're creating some bad blood gets created, as you said, Wimp, between coaches. Uh, you know, some guys, you know, it's interesting. I'm sure this was the case when, when you guys were coaching. There are some coaches that that really do try to stick to the spirit, maybe the letter of the, of the law, Maybe some some coaches stick to the spirit of the rules. Maybe some coaches operate in the gray area, and there are those coaches that just completely ignore the fact that there is a rule book and do whatever it takes yep. to get certain players. So coaches fall in different categories, and schools do as well when it comes to recruiting. That's probably always been the case. Yeah. And and if you think that you're you know, it, it's almost I hate to use this phrase because it sounds bad, but an honor among thieves. Kind of thing that you, you know, you know, other people, everybody's doing something maybe that's in the gray area. But when, when somebody comes in and just starts driving, you know, driving 120 miles an hour in a 70 mile per hour limit, and maybe everybody else is doing 75, 80, 85. And here comes somebody just blowing by the crowd. I don't know why the will with the words will Wade just popped into my head on this subject. But when you got somebody that's just so far, uh, a field of what everyone else is doing. Yeah, that's uh, there'll that, be a, that, that's not a good situation. There'll be fewer NCAA meetings as to what how they're going to penalize people for a while. No doubt about that. No, they, they can't. They, they, they just no, can't. They, can't. they really. No. It, yeah, there's no way they can. There's no way they can fairly and comprehensively police nil. They're no. just not. So what do they do, Kevin? Charlie Baker's saying they're going to put some guidelines in uh here soon and I, I think it's probably embarrassing to them but i don't know what how they're going to do it um you know what is even possible to do you would think these bowls like i would Jaden daniels i'd pay him to play if i were the bowl because that's going to help people watch the mm-hmm. bowl uh which i think you know that's true nil though because the guy is mm-hmm. worth it because you put some money in his pocket it's going to put eyes on the tv set uh but what what can the ncaa do about this really well, I, I think, and that that trial balloon that Charlie Baker floated into the sky, uh, the NCAA president about having schools opt in to this uh, uh, new world of paying players that you put so much money into a you know into a, a pot and or fund and the schools themselves do this and that that's not going to happen. First of all. That, that's the last desperate attempt of the NCAA to keep the power of football schools in the fold. I don't think that's going to work. I think more likely you are going to have a, a breakaway of the top 30, 40, whatever the number ends up being, football schools, and they will try to find a way to have a separate organization, probably under the college football playoff, that runs major college football while they maintain their other sports within the NCAA. So you still have the NCAA basketball tournament. You still have the college world series. 
et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't now what the details look like on that. You know, I don't know how does that apply to Title IX. I don't know, but there's still some sticky questions to be answered there. But it is inevitable at this point that you know the the UABs of the world, for example, and the University of Alabama's are just different when it comes to the way they run their football programs. Yep. When it comes to the amount of money they generate, the amount of eyeballs that watch their product, the amount of people that go walk into the stadium. Uh, you know, there's just they're just different, and you can use a thousand other examples, but that's obviously one that's very close to home in the same system. So that's not it's almost impossible to to govern all of those schools under the same set of rules when they operate so very differently, and that's that's where we're headed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yesterday you y'all had uh, a um, tip all club fair and and. And I didn't know, I don't know where it was, Birmingham. I, think, I know it in Birmingham, but I, yes, yeah, uh, the Harvard Center. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to mention mention that you could. Yeah, and I uh, and and it's funny. Yeah, we we had in Wimp, of course, you were instrumental as we we discussed yesterday at the Birmingham Tip Off Club. It was our first meeting of the season. I I'm privileged. I get to be the MC for those meetings, and. What we've started doing is having roundtable discussions periodically. You know, we still have people give speeches uh, as featured presenters, but we also have mixed in roundtables. And we had a very special roundtable yesterday. Men that you know very well, men you recruited as an assistant at Alabama when uh, you guys made history. 50 years ago this month, on December 28, 1973, Alabama started five black players. They were the first school in the SEC to do so. So it was history. And it, and being that it came 10 years after George Wallace's stand in the schoolhouse door was pretty amazing. When you told me you watched that historic event from an upper floor window of, of Foster Auditorium, yeah. uh, where, of course, you guys played basketball at the time, where, they, uh, where the registration was going to take place. That was a national story. And to have Leon Douglas and Booney Russell and Ray Odoms on that panel. T.R. Dunn was, was a, a four-starter. He could not be there. Uh, he had other um, obligations. He lives in North Carolina now. And then Charles Cleveland was the fifth starter. He has passed away. His brother Ray came, and he was, he was delightful, some of the uh, stories he told. But it was funny. Leon was talking about other schools, uh, and I don't know why the words, the name Alan Murphy came up. Another great player from Birmingham around that time. He ended up going to Louisville. The guy said they believe Allen regrets. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this one. They said Allen, they think now, regrets that he went to Louisville. There was a suggestion that there were Samsonite suitcases involved in his decision. And, uh, and that they said if Allen Murphy had gone with those guys and been on that team and gone to Alabama, you guys would have won the national championship. Well, they uh, told me in, in my process of trying to recruit him that the, they didn't think Alabama would start four, four, four minorities at that yes. particular time. And um, yes. I uh, I was involved with that and about as heavily as of the, of the three that I got, but maybe more so. Um, um, one of the funny things about it, uh, I, don't, I, can tell, I won't tell you, it won't really matter. Another school... Um, had gotten him a car and it just so happened that they got him a car from the place where I got my 
my my my car from the university, <laughs> and so when I walked in to change cars that that month, every every five thousand miles, a guy came and said, "Well, come come back here. Let me show you something." And they showed me they were paying seventy five dollars a month or something on the car, and mm-hmm. uh, so it was it was it was kind of how thing how things have changed over the years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just, yeah. The guys talked about you know what they get fifteen dollars per day diem yeah, right. per diem right. for food and how they were excited to get the lineup to get their laundry money every month. Uh, yep. Whatever they got fifteen twenty dollars a month for lawn to do laundry. But it was but it was so special to have those guys there and and Wimp, you were a, an integral part of of that yeah. team making yeah. history. And I, what I loved the most about it was that they said, you know, you, Coach Bostic, Coach Newton, and, and all the way up to Bear Bryant, that everyone said, go find the best players. There was no there was no quota, like you said. Other schools used that against Alabama. Oh, you don't want to go there. They'll never start five black players at the same time or yeah. four black players at the same time. But you guys didn't see color. You you saw through that. You you picked the best individuals that you could recruit. And the great thing was they were all from this state. Yeah. And that's what Leon, Leon Douglas made that point. They wanted to do something in their home state. That's one of the reasons that they all stayed together and, and came to Alabama. And it was fascinating. I didn't know. I didn't, I, I didn't realize Ray Odoms played like a dozen years in the Canadian football. League. Oh yeah. Ray, I watched Ray, I watched what an incredible Ray athlete he must have been I'm, in the back in the yeah. day. I was at every football practice he had. Because yeah. I never, I never could get him to commit, and uh, I worked night and day just trying to commit to me, and he would not do it. And so I stayed up there for the football practices. I got bored as tears watching him practice football, but I did, and we did <laughs> with him. At, you know, after that, it was, um, you know, it was a deal where you you try to get him, you try to get him commit. Uh, um, I was going to tell this one story about uh, uh, Ra Scott. Was it Parker? Yeah. And I, I worked night and day on Ra-Ra. I could not get him to commit. And everywhere he was, I was. Uh, I was with a principal. I was with Cap Brown. I was all over the place with him. And I, 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 don't, I didn't know what I was going to do. So Ra-Ra was going to pitch in a game. And so... They had the catcher, the umpire, and I got behind the umpire at the fence. <laughs> and every time he looked down, and every time he looked down to get a take a get a count, he saw my face. <laughs> yep. And uh, I, I don't know why. And after that game was over, he said, "Look, coach, I'm going to commit." I, I, Just look, stop I, showing enough. up. I'm tired <laughs> said, of looking at you. <laughs> he, he said, "I've had enough." He said, "Every time I looked down to right. throw the cotton picking ball as the umpire." It was a kitchen. There you were. I said, "Well, right." That's great. I mean, I thought, "Oh, I appreciate it." Yeah, those guys were all. They were multi-sport athletes. They were, you know, it was, you know, they were. They could have been great at at whatever they they did. But uh, and of course, the sad thing about that team was, you guys were twenty-two and four that year, fifteen and three in the SEC. You shared the SEC championship with Vanderbilt, first of three straight that you won. uh, And that's when there was no tournament, no conference tournament. Yeah. You just won the regular season, but only one team from the league went to the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. And you lost both games to Vanderbilt, one by one point, yeah. one by two points. Yeah. And for that reason, Vanderbilt went to the got the SEC's NCAA bid, 
And because the they had a rule then, the the NCAA tournament was going to Tuscaloosa. If you were hosting the NCAA tournament, you couldn't play in the NIT. Yeah. So that team that made history, that was 22-4, and four, beat Louisville in that first game, actually. I think Alan Murphy was on that team. Beat Louisville in the, in the Holiday Classic in Louisville in the first game with five black starters of any SEC school. Uh, did not play in the postseason. Yeah. Yep. Uh, amazing. Lastly, Kevin, tomorrow night uh, they're doing the reveal, the SEC schedule. Uh, they did put out last night that Alabama will – this is a two-part question. Uh, they'll play Oklahoma on the 23rd. That is the week prior to Auburn. So that's a big difference uh, between playing uh, Chattanooga and playing at Oklahoma before you play Auburn. Here's my question. One, I know Coach Bryant's probably rolling around his grave uh, over that. Uh, he would not want to play Oklahoma before Auburn. But So let's say Alabama – does it? They play Oklahoma, Auburn, and they make it to Atlanta. So now they're playing somebody like a Georgia. Uh, so that's 13 games. If they don't win that, they're probably in the playoff, but they're going to have to play the first round. So there's 14. If they went all the way. They would play 17 games if you went all the way. If you get into the playoffs, uh, the college football playoffs, should they, for each round, Players make a certain amount of money. Like if you get to the first round, you get five thousand dollars. You win. You get to the next round, you get ten or whatever. Should they share in some of this revenue? Is that is that possible to do? Because these guys are going to play a lot of games. Uh, the ones that go all the way there with the possible possibility of maybe seventeen games here. Yeah, I think not only is it possible, I think it's probable. Uh, you know, maybe not next year, but at some point, quite soon. That's that's going to happen because you're asking an awful lot, especially if you're thinking about freshmen. Now you say, well, look at the high school teams. You know, some of those teams play 15 games during the season. If you get to the state championship game, uh, again, as we saw last week at the Super Seven in Tuscaloosa, so that but that's asking an awful lot. And I think that, and of course, that's the way it works in the NFL. You know, you get winners share, like you get all the way to the Super Bowl, you get. The winner's share is larger than the lo- the losers get a share as well. Uh, they get a they get a, a a paycheck, but it's lo- it's less, of course, than the winner's share. So yeah, I think that's going to happen. That is a lot of football. That yeah. is an awful lot of football. And at the, you know, the wear and tear on your body, and still now again, this is where the dichotomy comes in, because some of those guys obviously are headed to the NFL. So. They have bigger paychecks ahead. But for a lot of players on a college team, they're not going to play NFL football. Mm-hmm. And so that's their chance to make their money in as a football player. They'll go on and do other things uh, in their careers but besides football. But, yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see how that turns out. But I think that's that's almost inevitable that that will have to be done. And to go back to your point earlier, Barry, it's to get players to play in bowl games. Why would why would a Jaden Daniels or anybody who knows that they're going to be a high draft? And I don't know where he is in the NFL draft. I haven't really studied that. But anybody who knows they're going to be a high NFL draft choice, what incentive is there for them to play in a bowl game when it becomes a? It really is more than ever just a meaningless exhibition. Yeah. And you have to really just love football, love your team. Uh, in some cases, for some of these guys with so much riding on it, for their futures riding on it, to play in that game. So, yeah, that's and that's why 
anybody who's, and I, you see this all the time now. Oh, wait till, wait till Florida State plays Georgia. Georgia will show them what's what. Then we'll see, you know, that Florida State didn't look. No, no, stop with that. Neither team is going to look like the real right. Florida State right. or the real Georgia from the regular season. Neither now, Florida State's going to have far more motivation than Georgia because they want to they want to prove a point that regardless of who's playing for either team, they want to be able to say, "See, see, we beat the SEC. We beat the two-time defending champion. We did this, and we should have been in that playoff." So they'll say that whether it's not really a valid argument because again those teams are going to look very different yeah but what a gauntlet you'd play Oklahoma Auburn oh. then like Georgia and then you'd have to play yeah. all top 12 teams to get to the championship yeah. I mean I mean I think about my little high school team when we play like our area game how exhausted my guys are but that's that's some gut-wrenching games there all right uh, we can talk about that more these won't be later. divisions now will it no they won't be divisions but still if you get the SEC championship game you're playing a quality opponent and you know yes. Oklahoma and, and you know what the Auburn game brings that's a uh, you know and all these in a row so I don't know it's, yeah. just, it's crazy and now well, of course and now you have the possibility because there's no divisions in the SEC so it could, you could have Alabama Auburn in back to back weeks yeah. in the regular season and then in the SEC championship game you could have Alabama Oklahoma they could play a team they played two weeks before in the yeah. SEC championship game. same thing with Michigan Ohio State in the Big Ten and they could play back to back. And you could play yeah. them again in the playoffs. And then you could, exactly <laughs> you could play a team three times yeah. in this new in this new world. It'll happen at some point. Uh, all right, Kevin, tell everybody where they can find you. Get all your great stuff. Yeah, follow me on Twitter slash X uh, at Kevin Skarbinski. I link to everything that I do. You know, my work with the the Tip Off Club, my right, you know, the, the the columns I do for the Birmingham Lead. You can go to BirminghamLeadLede.com to subscribe to that publication. My weekly newsletter, Scarbo Knows, which is available through AL.com slash sports. So you can check that out. That comes out every Thursday. So hope you, people will keep up. Yeah, we've got a great tip-off club season ahead. And we'll be doing the high school state basketball championships again uh, on Alabama Public Television as we did last year. And looking forward to that at the end of the high school season. Maybe you can sell those gloves on your t- X account as well. Uh, those gloves, I, I, yeah. I was thinking of starting giving the gloves their own uh, Twitter account. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> so Kevin. many people are so interested in them. <laughs> yes, they Thanks, were text. Kevin. They were texting me about it, so I'm sure other people are getting it. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, my Thanks, wife. Kevin. Yes, my wife. Uh, my wife. My brother-in-law. But like, can you? People told my wife, "Can you buy him some decent gloves?" And she says, <laughs> "He has decent gloves. He just loves those, and they're perfect for the occasion." There you go. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll take this break and come back and wrap up the hour. We're a little long there, but it was worth it. You listen to Tide One Hundred Point Nine. It's your home of Alabama sports. Weather, bro. Did you miss any episode on Tide One Hundred Point Nine? Don't worry. All of our shows can be found on Spotify and Apple Music, and on demand on the Tide One Hundred Point Nine app. We want to thank Yellowwood, Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern for making the 7 o'clock hour possible. We'll take this top of the hour break. We'll put the phone lines 205-342-9904. So, Philip, uh, Joe, you guys that were holding there, I'm sorry. Give us a call back. We'll give you plenty of time there. Let's Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do see some congestion. Let's start with Lure Lane southbound coming into downtown. It's congested at University Boulevard. 43 southbound backed up at McFarland. 69 southbound backed up at Union Chapel. If you see other conditions, give me a call. The year-end closeout is on now at Townsend Nissan with instant savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Hey, Jim. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In the NFL, a pair of Monday Night Football games in Miami. The Titans pull off a shocker over the Dolphins, 28-27. A shocker in many ways. Tennessee turned the ball over three times. They had a pick six. They muffed a punt. Still won the game. Their first road win of the season. They were 0-6 coming in. Also a double-digit underdog. And Miami had a 27-13 lead with less than five minutes to play. Tennessee with two late touchdowns. Miami couldn't do anything offensively. They fall to 9-4 with their first home loss of the season. They came in 5-0 at home. In New Jersey, the Giants edged the Packers 24-22. Green Bay took a one-point lead with a minute 33 to go. Giants then went eight plays, 57 yards behind. Undrafted rookie quarterback Tommy DeVito set up kicker Randy Bullock for a 37-yard game-winning field goal, which he hit in the final seconds. New York improves to 5-8 with their third straight win. Packers fall to 6-7. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside Locker Room. Phone lines are open 205-342-9904 as we kick off this 8 o'clock hour. I want to thank my great insurance agent, uh, Andrew Knipper. Andrew is with Allstate Insurance. And he's my insurance agent for my home and uh, all my cars there. we got a lot of cars at our house, too. Uh, 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Andrew takes great care of me, and he'll do the same for you. you got the local... Uh, people with Andrew and his staff there, but you got the back of the national company there, Allstate, and they will take great care of you. Give them a call, 205-722-9201. All right, get to the Andrew Knifer hotline and get Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Philip. Hey, y'all. How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, a couple a couple things. Uh, first thing is the, the Oklahoma game next year. Uh, not only is that a challenge from uh, where that falls in the schedule, but because of where it falls in the schedule, the weather in Norman that time of year can be can be way up in the air. You can it can be good or it can be snow chain weather. Really, I didn't know Oklahoma, Oklahoma gets yeah. that. I didn't know it gets that cold up in Oklahoma. No, it, I know it, it does in Kansas. Oh my goodness, you go there. Wichita, Kansas, brutal, uh, <laughs> brutal in the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it can get it can get brutal there in Norman that time of year. Okay. And there might not be snow on the ground, but it's kind of like Kansas. It can be very, very cold, very, very windy. It can be tough. I think Dad and I should go to that so, game, and we should uh, get Barry Switzer's Airbnb and hang out with him. What do you think about that, Phil? Yeah, I'll try to call Barry. I think we should all go. <laughs> I, think, I think y'all. <laughs> 
I think y'all should go and take me. There we go. Okay. We'd, have, we'd have a good time. Ryan. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Hey, Ryan, Ryan Williams, um, I, I'm not insinuating anything, and I, as an Alabama fan and, and graduate, I, I certainly hope that he signs with Alabama, but until he signs, everybody's got to remember, he's just a hopefully committed player. Hope, you know, yes. uh, I think his father played at Auburn, so I – I wouldn't count my chickens before they hatched on that. Yeah. I mean, I just don't understand that. So, I mean, if you have somebody that says, hey, all right, what, what's his offer? Is this really going on, you think, Dad? What, what's what's his offer there? All right. I think in some cases it is. All right, well, let's go beat it beat it by 100,000. Yeah, uh, I don't know. think in all cases. I think but Kevin's for, right, but I think in some cases it is it is that kind of deal. But for like a special player, like a – like an Enos Whiteley, like somebody you had to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, what would those guys command these days to, to get them signed? Uh, Philip, that's what I'm saying. I would be so anxious if I was a recruiter. I would never sleep because I would always be worried that somebody was going in there. And, and you know, these guys can be bought. Let's be honest. And I, do you blame them, Philip? I don't blame them. No. And I'll tell you one thing, too. Just think how uh, the guys over there that run Ray Alabama feel. Yeah. Now, you know, they, they've got, you know, they think that, well, you know, we've done a good job. We've gotten some good, you know, we've secured some great players uh, for signing day, we think, because of the work that we've done. And then all, all of a sudden, you know, somebody gets in their ear. And I don't know how all that mess works. I'm just speculating. I don't know. All of a sudden, somebody gets in their ear and says, hey, uh, we need to get uh, 300000 more for for." For NIL, for Ryan. Yeah, I, I just wish I yeah. And the coaches won't. I mean, I've talked to some. Uh, they won't. They like they don't know how it's working either. So I don't know. Uh, everybody's kind of hush hush. But you hear all these numbers. And I don't know if that's just fans talking uh, or people that really knows. Are these numbers really true? What you're hearing, you know, it's, it just seems crazy. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what. I, I don't know. Any, I hate to use the word transparent because I think they're First round being at the home sites, I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be really something. Can you imagine if you had those playoff games going on? You had games this weekend. Like it's going to be uh, really enjoyable there for about for about a month of really good uh, college football. Then that probably leads right into the NFL. And those I don't I'm not a big NFL guy, but I like watching the playoffs. Uh, uh, number thirteen will be mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number 13's going to be mad, 14's going to be hot, 15's going to be mad. And, and you're going to have, a, and, and I'm telling you, what's going to be interesting is um, somebody like Florida State next year, if they drive Michigan and Ann Arbor first weekend in December or second weekend in December, uh, that could be interesting. Yeah. About 12 feet of snow on the ground. Do you think these guys should be paid? If, they get to, if you make it to the college football playoffs, should you be paid for each round? Sure. Philip? Uh, yeah. 
because they're they're going that's overtime. No division money. So, Dad, you think they should? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know that. I don't know. I, I think they will. Yeah. I, I hadn't studied it enough to really know if that's the thing to do. I personally, I'm you know I'm kind of caught up in all this stuff. It's quite unusual what I went through, but uh, I think I think it'll be a certainly with the way people are and way the way agents are now for kids. And when the agent goes to the school with the kid this day and time, it's you got yourself a the agent wants some money as well, uh, without saying so. You know, they're they're it's it's I think different. they've changed that rule. Can you imagine? I know Dad you talk about this all the time, what it's gonna cost to get the University of Alabama out to California, get all those players the administrators, the wives, but now they've changed the rule where you can pay up to a certain amount to get your families out there, so uh, they can pay to have their families go out there and put them up. I didn't know that. Yeah, on families. Family, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's immediate family or what. So they they kind of <laughs> change that. I mean, what do you think the bottom line on the, what that's going to cost uh, for them to fly out there? It's probably two private planes out there when you feed those guys in those hotels out there uh in california i mean those meals will be 120 dollars a head uh, maybe put them on a big bus and leave tomorrow um i mean can you imagine how much money that is phil yeah no 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 who are you talking about them paying for the families i think the ncaa put in a rule somebody call and correct me on it that uh they can pay for the Give up just certain amount for the families to get to these postseason games like this. Uh, I'm pretty sure the NCAA changed, and a lot of times, like you know, coach may let them go home for Christmas, uh, and then they meet the team out there, so they get meal money. These players make a lot of meal money and stuff during these holidays. I know Dad's players always like the Christmas holidays because. Saying Lada would give them a uh, an envelope full of cash, uh, so these guys would get a lot of money during the breaks. But, hey man, Alabama's going to have to get into that um, Coleman Coliseum uh, rebuild fund. They're going to have to get into that. Somebody told me yesterday they said that they took the took it off the table. It's off the table now. The new arena. I don't know. If, I said, Are "You sure about that?" And the guy. Told me knows he was said he was talking to a pretty influential guy that it's off the table again. So I, I don't know what that means. It's off the table, but well, like I told you yesterday when I called, my prediction is that they're just going to do a remodel of the current facility. Well, that one plan they had come up with, you know, was they were going to dig it out would be pretty neat. Uh, I think the location of that thing's really good, and you got. Very nice offices and practice facility there already over there. So if if they could do it and do it right, I guess maybe that that is an option. So we'll see. I wouldn't mind them well, building one right see. building one right beside it, and then when they get it done, just tearing that one down. But uh, but they didn't ask yeah. me. Well, you know, so. Auburn's old Coliseum still standing. Yeah, yeah, sure is. Thank you, Philip. Thanks, Philip. See you guys. All right. Uh, so you think they should pay them for each round that they? I, I, I don't know if I use the word "should." Maybe I, I, I think that they will. I don't know that the word "should" is correct. Um, I don't know. It's it's a uh, you know you imagine the number of just the number of athletes, but just besides football that 
this deal is going on. Everybody's knocking on your door to try to get the very best player in their sport with as much money as they can get. Now, so the athletic director and assistant athletic directors are there. They're trying to decide what kind of money they have. I know that basketball has done well uh, for a fact, but uh, what kind of money they're going to have for you know for tennis or for baseball or for whatever in order to get somebody that they don't want to lose? It, it's a it's a complicated deal when somebody knocks on your door and you're in charge of all that all that deal. Yeah. All right. We'll take the break. You're up at the phone lines. We got one call holding, um, and I'm I'm reading here. NCAA approves travel. Calls waiver for families traveling to college football playoff. Mm. Uh, Ohio State coach Urban Meyer got his wish. Uh, the NCAA announced, and this was a year or so ago, that uh, on Tuesday it approved a waiver to help pay for family members of athletes to attend the college football playoff title game and men's and women's final four. So I'm not sure if that means semifinal games as well, but I bet it does. All right, we'll uh, take this break. Uh, open up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Get us a tie to 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. It's time to ring in the new year right. Alabama, a winner over the Georgia Bulldogs, claiming the SEC title. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at 1 on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. 25 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashlights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this state. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another day of blue sky and sunshine. The high for this afternoon around 56. Clear tonight below 32. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days. Highs between 58 and 61. And Friday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to inside like Tuscaloosa Toyota go to TuscaloosaToyota.com and look at the new inventory look at the used inventory you can schedule a service right there we'll talk to Justin tomorrow they got a lot of new vehicles out there on the lot and they will take great care of you great uh, deal to go out to Tuscaloosa Toyota for the holidays and get the car the truck or the SUV of your dreams I'm reading here in 2015 uh, if that if you're made it to the final four uh, they would pay up to $3,000 in travel costs. If you won that particular game, they would increase it to $4,000. Uh, on the bowls, it's saying college football playoff may provide up to $3,000 in travel expenses for families 
of each competing student athlete. All right, uh, let's get to the Tuscaloosa Toyota Hotline. Tom, let's talk about paying the families. Good morning, Tom. Hey, <laughs> Barry, again, Coach, how are y'all? Good. You know, uh, again, I, I read an article that uh, the Tuscaloosa News uh, put out oh, uh, three or four years ago, and uh, uh, they were talking about who all travels and uh, people going to the playoff games and BCS, all that. And uh, and people were saying, you know, Coach Saban broke us because he's so successful. He's broke us, us trying to travel and go to all these ball games and everything. Now we ain't got no money left. <laughs> and yeah. I thought that was funny. And uh, But I also read that uh, uh, I think it was Greg Burns uh, was quoted as saying that uh, when Alabama is in the playoff or bowl game or whatever, Alabama goes in the hole because of who all they take and who all they pay for. And they actually uh, go into the playoffs is a losing proposition financially for, for Alabama. Yeah, I would believe, I would believe they lose money. Uh, Dad, you, I mean, especially yeah, I think, I think to go do. to California. I mean, that don't even seem right. It's <laughs> Anywhere. Like, but, but you know how expensive it is. And they're not staying in your uh, in the Days Inn out there. They're staying in the nicest oh, hotel. Rich Carlton. Yeah. So, uh, and the one you... But, uh, you know, and I saw some pictures one time of... Uh, and, and look, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying it's bad uh, for, for the athletic department to, to take all these people. It's, it's parents of uh, players, players that are married, their wives, and... Uh, uh, and staff, uh, um, uh, wives, and, and family members of staff. I, I, I say it's a nice reward, but that's the way. It, uh, that's my opinion of what it is: is a reward for all the hard work that everybody in that department done. And uh, but you know, I, I've seen pictures, and there's two 757 Boeing sitting out there uh, <laughs> that are getting ready to. You know, it's not just one; it's two, and and it's thousands of dollars for that uh, to operate. And again, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying the facts are the facts. Uh, my nephew works for Delta and uh, he handles a lot of cost assessments and things like that. I was talking to him about operating of a 757 because that's what Alabama flies on everywhere they go. They don't fly on a, a 737. They fly on the biggest. Also, you know, uh, when these guys make these games, that kicks in the bonuses for these coaches. So they, a lot of times they'll get, uh, what, that one-month salary. Uh, Coach Saban's got a lot. Yeah, of, well, lot, when Coach Bryant was there, you got a month's salary went to bowl. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Uh, if you go to the playoffs, you're, they're probably getting a lot more uh, than that. Coach Saban's, uh, he's got his bonuses kicked in for getting there. If he wins it, this, that, and the other. So just paying the staff alone uh, <laughs> is a big uh, number there. But I think they, I think it's good. Uh, I think Urban Meyer pushed for that, that they will pay for the families to, to get out there. and uh, you know. But you're talking about, so let's say it is still $3,000. Uh, so you got a hundred players. That's two hundred players there with, with both teams probably that go. So that's still a 
to give each guy three thousand dollars for his family to travel out there. That's a nice gesture, but that's that's costly too as well, isn't it, Dad? Yeah, sure it is. Just it's a it's a money money deal. I'll tell you that right now. Not what you, you know. You think about the the guarantee you get for playing it. You you spin that up pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm sure Greg Burns are uh, rolling his eyes when I'm talking about get this arena built. He's like, but you have no idea how much it costs. All the things that we're doing and feeding these guys over here and the way that they're they're feeding them. They do take uh, they take great care. They'll never be taken care of as good as they are. Uh, when they're here. So hopefully they do appreciate it. I know the guys that uh, leave, they wish, if you ask Christian Miller about it, you know, how good were you treated, uh, he would tell you. Of course, he probably could still go over there because he's here. But, uh, yes, Justin. Well, and still, when he's on the sideline, man, it's such a family for those players, especially after they're gone. But talking about the bonuses for winning and going to the playoffs, this was from on three um, on the second of this month. They said $50,000 for winning the SEC and 110000 for at least a New Year's Six Bowl. So Who gets that? Coaches. The coaches, yep. yeah. So, uh, Although they're having to deal with a lot of stress with the recruiting and all that, uh, and that's where I think Jeremy Pruitt was making all that money. He was using his own money before the NIL was legal to, to pay these guys. <laughs> and, and let me clarify. So one hundred ten k for a New Year's Six Bowl, but if it's for the playoffs, for the semifinals, it's $200,000 or more. Per coach or for Coach Saban? For Saban. Yeah, for Saban. But I think those other guys, you know, they're making, you know, up towards a million. They're getting one month salary. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good lick there to kick those bonuses in uh, there. So, all right, we'll go ahead and take the break here. We'll open the phone lines, 205-342-9904. We can discuss that. We also look at some of these bowls that I know – uh, towards the end of the week here, you're going to pick a blue plate special maybe for this week. Uh, brought to you by Chuck Norwood and Remax. Really, Chuck takes great care of us. And if you're looking to purchase down uh, in the Orange Beach Gulf Shores area, then Chuck Norwood is your guy. Have you been studying uh, for your blue plates? I try to. No, I got to get busy on that. I thought I was just, I was just going to pick one for the whole all of them. Is that not right? Well, you're going to pick one this week, and then we'll probably. Twist your arm to pick another one next week as well. There's some games starting uh, this weekend, so maybe we can take a look at some of those games when we get back. Let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, three four five one two three four attorneys that uh, can give you uh, some good advice if you have a so-called accident that probably wasn't an accident that was uncalled for, and you need some help. Is try, try to figure out if you can get some. Some help uh, with that financially. Uh, Prince Glover and Hayes uh, will be happy to talk to you on telephone, bring you by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with you. They're outstanding attorneys that know what they're doing, been through this kind of situation year after year after year. 345-1234, Prince Glover and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Not one dime out of the pocket uh, to sit down with these guys. If they take the case, if they don't win, you don't pay. You listen to Tide 100.9 and see home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do see some congestion. Let's start with Lower Lane southbound coming into downtown. It's congested at University Boulevard. 43 southbound backed up at McFarland. 69 southbound backed up at Union Chapel. If you see other conditions, give me a call. The year-end closeout is on now at Towns and Nissan with instant savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Will somebody answer that damn phone? That's 205-342-9904. Wayne's Pest Control serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that long-looking, lush, and healthy. What I like when they come out, uh, you get a text from them, you get a a little deal on your door telling you exactly what they did each and every time, not just the first time. Uh, so 866-WAYNES-1, tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room and get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, get to the Wayne's hotline. I don't know where this guy's been, but he's back. Digger, good morning, Digger. Hey, Digger. I've been busy hosting B- Christmas parties. Really? And you know what that's like. It's annoying. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, players being paid. Yep. These bowls are all 501, 503s, 504c. Okay, packed mm-hmm. right off. And sorry asses aren't playing these players like Jaden Daniels because that's going to make eyeballs turn on to the TV. It's a damn shame they're not doing this already. Okay, now as far as the playoffs, I can understand not paying them. Okay, because the school's getting the money. Make the schools pay these players. They're under your umbrella. You know, I'm so fed up with these state universities getting all this money from the network and not paying their players. True, they're fed like kings, and they get the best medical attention ever. Okay, tutors, everything. You're getting everything when you're a scholarship athlete. Trust me. Okay? You're living the high life. But Mm. not getting paid by the university for playoff games in your own backyard. Okay? You should be paid. How much? I need your comment on that before I let you go. How much? When you say, I agree, but how much? I mean, what's what's a good number for each player? Say the first round right now. What, what, What should they make? All right, here we go. I'm going to use my sports management degree on this. All right. A percentage of what you take in, they get at least 30%, 33%. I got to wave at my garbage man. Okay, go ahead. But anyway, yeah. So you're saying take 30% and then divide it among the players. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, and don't start that I got to pay my quarterback more than – the cornerback, then you got, like Wimp said, real dissension in the locker room. Like, hey. But let I me ask, let me ask you this, all right? So should it be on how much you make on the – so, but you know, this trip for Alabama, is there possible for them to lose money on this trip? 
to yep, California. If they bring the band. <laughs> <laughs> if they bring the band. So they yeah. got the, do they charge them then? If we lose money, do we charge each athlete? Uh, that, hey, we got to we're going to take this out of your uh, scholarship. Yeah, because, why would you do that? No, I, I'm teased that's, about that. But unfortunate. Real quick, now I'll get off the phone. Garbinski. Oh yeah. my God, I was hyperventilating when he made this statement. You're going to win a natty in 1973 if you recruited Allen. Come on, Wimp. I want to hear this from you. Did I recruit Allen Murphy? Talking about UCLA, Luau Cinder. No, I'm, I'm talking about Allen. on the West Coast. No, he was no, saying that y'all would have But he was saying y'all would have won the national championship if you had Allen Murphy. Right, Diggers? Is that what you're saying? Right. You would, there's no way you're winning. Not when you got UCLA. On the West Coast. Uh, I didn't. I didn't right? say that. I didn't. I don't remember him saying. We did no, beat UCLA, but they were number one. Yeah, Skarbinski said it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We did beat them What one. year are we talking about, though? Not '73. They're blowing. No, uh, Farmer was Farmer was the coach. No, I, it, they were number one in the country. No, I thought it was Warden. No, on Alan Murphy. What year did he come out? That's what he's talking about. Oh, Alan Murphy, shoot. My years have run together. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I have to look it up. Neither, neither here or there. Scorbinski's getting away with murder, making these outlandish statements. Come on, you're not. Well, yeah, my basketball program was better. Than you, our basketball program was better than you think it was. I know y'all were good, but you were not as good as UCLA. Am well, I'm not. I'm not. not say, you know, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I didn't argue that. I'm not even arguing that. We got uh, to say it. Right. Justin, 1972 was Murphy's first year at Louisville. So, there you 72. go. There you go. Well, I don't like it when, yeah, when people later. say we would. We would have beat. So you don't know if you'd beat who. who if they didn't play. You don't know. So don't speculate. All right, get to the. Uh, Yellowwood Hotline. He wasn't. He was talking about Kevin saying that. Bring Raymond in. Good morning, Raymond. Hey, Coach Bear. How y'all doing? Good. Good. How are you, Raymond? Yeah, Coach. I I know I'm a little late, but uh, 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 during the time you were coaching, uh, between uh, Boone Russell and Charles Cleveland and and others, who was the best deep wing perimeter shooter that you you coached Ooh. in that group? Out of five, if they were. I don't know. I, that's a good question. I'm. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can tell you who the best perimeter shooter was. Was, was it, Cliff Wyndham? Was the, or Ken no, Johnson? Cliff, Ken Johnson was a great shooter, wasn't he? He was okay. Cliff Wyndham and, and Ken Johnson both have, have, have passed away. Um, I don't. I don't. I. I'm sorry. I can't. You know. I, I'm not really big on the best of everything. Uh, and I, I, we, had some, we, had, we had good shooters. As you probably know, we did not have the three-point line for a while when I was coaching. No, no, no. And at 12 to 15 feet was a danger zone. I mean, it was area that that, that well, we like to score. We like to score inside this day and time. Alabama right. plays, by the way, of playing. You, you play this way. You, play, you shoot to three in the layups, and they don't fool with the – the shots inside inside the three point line, unless it's a layup area. So, uh, to me, that's some good and some bad. You know, I, I think it's, it's fine. It's, he's a very smart guy. Analytically, I, I wasn't. So, we didn't have a three point shot when I was coaching. So, um, no, I, I was just. I, I can't. I'll be honest with you. I wish I could answer the question for you, and probably 
after you hang up, I'll think of it, and maybe I can say it. Uh, who was the best, best shooter you ever had at Alabama? Alvin Lee, Mark Godfrey, um, that was a good shooter. Who? who? Uh, Jim Farmer was a good shooter. Yeah. Um, um, if you go I, deeper back, Paul Ellis was a pretty yeah, Paul good Ellis good. Paul Ellis was a good shooter. Uh, he didn't. Yeah, he was a good shooter. We didn't have three-point line, and he was there. Um, um, I don't know. Even if you ask a lot of people, they say Charles Cleveland. Yeah, uh, he was probably a more more of a long range shooter than than most of the guys that we signed. I signed Charles Cleveland after a um, you know a pretty good tussle recruiting wise uh, with him because he played football. And uh, but uh, right. I Charles appreciate Cleveland, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I can't read exactly answer, but Charles Cleveland would come would come close. Yeah, I was just trying to think about how they would have done with the three point line though. Yeah. Well, we, did, right. we had we 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 did we, what we could to sign good post people. I will I will say this: if we were coaching and I had this seven foot four guy back there, uh, with the passes that Terry Connor would throw to to um, to uh, McKee McKee, uh, that if, if they didn't bring him out and screen the way they do, lay him back there, we'd, he'd score a hundred instead of 50, thirty-five, whatever he scored. Huh. We throw a long pass every, every trip down the floor to him. Yeah. So anyway, Edie's a he's a different player. You don't see that every day. No, right? you sure so. don't. Thanks for your call. I'm sorry I can't answer it. Thank you, Raymond. Appreciate All right, thanks. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So Edie, you know, of course he don't have the legs like uh, you know, and the explosiveness uh, like a McKee has, where he can go up the time. You gotta have the timing and all that. But uh, yeah, you but think when this guy seven four, you don't have to. You think this guy will be a good pro? Uh, I think just okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Seven four though. You know, you throw the lob pass to him. He, a six ten guy can't reach him because the guy's got long arms. And what the thing that, about him is so phenomenal is the way he shoots his free throws. Yeah, eleven for eleven. He's not a jerky guy at all. He knows what he's doing. And he, he and he got fouled a lot in that game, and he made every one of them. He was he was very good at that. They were. They had they scored fifteen, and I talk about the fouling. Well, actually, they just scored fifteen more points on the free throw line than Alabama did. Uh, Alabama only scored nine; they scored twenty four uh, on the free throw line. So it was a you know tough tough game, and Alabama will have a a, a good game against uh, Creighton, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes, Josh. I'm, I'm curious, Coach, what your take is <clears throat> on these guys that are going into the league now. The seven four. Feels like we're about to reach eight foot, but Wembenyama, who is a is a little bit different build than Edie, he's a, a, a lot little, different, a build. lot different. Yeah, yeah. he's got a, a little <laughs> less weight, a lot less weight than Edie yeah. does, but he seems to find success so far with the Spurs, even though they're in a, a yeah. losing streak. I think the one you thing you have to have that I mean, the height ahead. is an advantage, but yeah. the way that these guys are built, do you are you well, examining the the weight and how much they're dispersed and can move themselves? Well, the one thing you have to have to, to examine is their running ability, how they run, and that you, if you get a get a big guy that can run, uh, you don't have to be fast lightning, but can't not slow. Uh, a runner is is huge in that in that situation. Just he just is, and uh, he, he's I don't know on the pro level as much as I do about you know the level I was on college level we. We darn sure we we wanted we wanted to throw the basketball to our running postman at the basket uh, a lot because 
people, the other guy guarding my postman did not get back on defense half the time. They were too slow getting back on defense. If I had a runner at the, at the, at the, at the post area with the, with the guards that I have, if he got that basketball up the floor and Derek McKee and Bobby Lee Hurt and those guys ran, Leon Douglas and them ran, I, I didn't, I was coaching Lee, Leon's assistant. Then we got the basketball to them because they were way ahead. And we got the, we never threw the ball to them where they had to put it on the floor two or three times. We threw it to them to, for the layup. I think one of your best runners was uh, David Benoit. Yeah, David uh, Benoit, terrific runner. Yeah, yeah. he could, he could. He was sick. You know, everybody kept saying to me, "When are you going to get a seven footer?" And I would say to them, "I don't want one unless he can run." Uh, and we had, in fact, we had we had. Uh, we had a kid named Mark Mark uh, Mark Farmer. Uh, was it Mark? Yeah, uh, that, uh, that that was uh, did a good job for us and, and uh, started the game against UCLA. So. All right, uh, we'll go ahead and take this last break. We'll come back. We'll look at some of the games uh, over the weekend. Maybe uh, see if Dad sees anything there he's like. He's looking at. If you guys got any suggestions for any games that we got to hit this game for Chuck. Uh, Chuck needs to pay his invoice. We've got to make sure I've got it. one for the, I've got one but as I told y'all and I'm pretty much already giving it, giving it away. Yeah. Um, I've got one. We'll look at sure. some of the other games uh, coming up over but the I come up, I can come up with another one. Yeah, alright. Uh, you listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, utility work on McFarland eastbound has the right lane closed just past University Boulevard. You can expect some delays there. Otherwise, things are looking pretty good. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end closeout is on now at Townsend Nissan with instant savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of The Game, we'll feature Mike Dettelier, WWL, the big 870. We'll feature the All-American offensive lineman from Texas. We'll talk about the transformation. Blake Brockemeyer will join us. He's got a son playing at the University of Alabama. We'll talk with Blake Brockemeyer, college football analyst, all starting at 2 o'clock here on The Game. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6. 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Dead one. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another day of blue sky and sunshine. The high for this afternoon around 56. Clear tonight, the low 32. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days. Highs between 58 and 61. And Friday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. to inside the locker room. All right, uh, no big-time games uh, this weekend. There is football on Saturday. Uh, first game, uh, that Georgia Southern takes on Ohio. I wouldn't even ask you to gunner a guess on that. Uh, six and six, Georgia Southern taking on nine and three in Ohio. Uh, 
Georgia Southern's a three and a half point favorite. How, how, Howard, Florida A and M. Here's an interesting uh, Jacksonville State. Uh, yeah, three points. Yeah, taking on Louisiana Lafayette, uh, three and a half point favorite there. This game is over uh, in New Orleans, so it should be a good crowd over there, I would think, uh, in the Superdome with Jacksonville State not far, obviously Lafayette, Louisiana, not too far away. Uh, just talk about the job Coach Rodriguez has done uh, at Jacksonville State. Well, he's done a good job. They've got uh, a good football team. Jacksonville State's had a history of good teams. Uh, they've had some bad ones, but they've had really a more so in the state of those schools, but below the Alabamas and Auburns. Um, Jacksonville State's probably been as good as, as anybody in in the state of Alabama, and they've they've done well coaching them. And um, so you know they're they're um, having to give. Let's see, they're a three point favorite, I think it is, in, in the Louisiana Lafayette game. So it should be. I'm not sure yet. I'll have to pick one of these for tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, well, Thursday. You get, we can go Thursday or Friday. Miami of Ohio, uh, App State. Uh, this is over in Orlando. Yep. Um, you know, App State's a six and a half point favorite. App State's um, records eight and five. Miami of Ohio, 11 and two. Uh, Some team people don't know much about these teams. Uh, New Mexico State, uh, 10 and four. Uh, done a nice job. They take on Fresno State and Albuquerque. New Mexico. Uh, just any thoughts about, about that particular game? Well, you know, they're, they're playing sort of home, although I don't know what kind of crowd they'll have with it at New Mexico State, but they're, you know, they've, they've got to give three and a half points, so uh, I'm not sure about that one. And, and then the next one, uh, UCLA and Boise State. Um, did UCLA coach be able to stay on? Yeah, he's still there. Okay, Chip so, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. Staying on there, and then not sure about that in California and Texas Tech. Uh, they're really, really, they're really a, you, you, you wait as long as you can to find out who's playing, who's staying. <laughs> That's what I try to do is, you know, Western Kentucky and Old Dominion, the games, you know, Western Kentucky has been good and bad. San Antonio and Marshall or Marshall's gets 10. Uh, kind of interesting one here, South Florida and Syracuse. Uh, South South Florida uh, has played okay. Syracuse has not played very well. They've, they've got a coaching change there, which might be a might affect them somewhat. Um, they are three point favorite, I think it is. Uh, Georgia Tech and, and Central Florida. Um, uh, they coach them pretty well at Georgia Tech. Two six and six teams are there. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always laughed. It, it's so hard to get into postseason and basketball. Uh, but oh. I mean, you know, if you go six and six, Justin, you get in a bowl and you get a bowl bonus and all that. Uh, <laughs> it's just not that. Yeah. That's like it should be that hard to make a bowl. Uh, yeah. You know, honest. the Troy the Troy Duke game, Barry, is confusing. Um, not that Troy is not not darn good, but I don't know whether Duke's going to want to play or not with the coaching change. Uh, that's very questionable. That that's the pro- problem you have there. That Duke uh, Duke is uh, 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 Troy's a, a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, yeah, Troy is minus seven. So, mm-hmm. 
I guess that game's in Birmingham. I figure there'll be more people there. Um, I don't know if Duke's had a lot of opt-outs. Obviously, I don't know who'll be coaching them. They uh, the quarterback opted out. Surprising, though. Are you surprised? Troy's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite? Yeah. Quarterbacks dropped out at Duke. Okay. Uh, Didn't Troy lose their coach? But, yeah, yeah, he's going. He's, to Tulane? To going to Tulane. Yeah. He, he came out yesterday and said that they will be in the playoffs and they will win a national championship at Tulane. Uh, relax. Uh, Arkansas Ooh. State, Northern, yeah, relax uh, with these bold predictions. Um, I blue believe that. Make sure I'm right about that, Justin. I think he did say that. Uh, wow. Golly. <laughs> I saw, well, I saw it on X. If he's, it's not on gonna X hurt a, he's not going to hurt a ten, hip attendance because they ain't going to come anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think two lanes. They've done pretty well. There's a lot of players in the state of Louisiana. But yeah, he did a good job with those kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know that I'd be talking about playoffs and yeah. all that stuff. He needs to set. I don't know if he's seen this level play yet, but uh, hey, I like the confidence. Uh, anyway, as we get through, you know, the the later you go on the the bigger games or the bigger names of teams that you know a little bit more about. So we'll see. Uh, do you get caught up uh, when people start trying to? decide whether how good your league was based on how you do in the bowls. I think that's the most overrated thing because these teams yeah. are not what they were during the season. So I think rating a league based on their bowl uh, season, NCAA tournament maybe because those teams are intact, but in bowls, it doesn't seem fair to do to me. Is it you? Nope. North Carolina's in Virginia, West Virginia playing. North Carolina lost their quarterback today, so... Drake May. Uh, Drake May is going going pro there. I wonder if he'll play, so he's not going to play. No. Not gonna play. All right, that's it for today's show. We hear the music. Uh, Justin, appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at uh, 7 a.m. ready to We'll talk to Bill Cameron. We'll find out what he's hearing about Auburn trying to flip maybe some Alabama recruits and maybe Alabama trying to flip some Auburn recruits there. Uh, a lot going on here as the signing date is early signing date is right around the corner. The Gary Harris show is next so keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day everybody.